said what I said. Alrighty. Alrighty, well, <laughs> hey mate, hey mate. Hey mate. Why are you pusher. guys saying that? Why are you guys talking like that? <laughs> Do you think it's a, is this an abusive way to speak to each other? Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely better than calling us nigger bitch. Do you remember that, Abs? Wow, yeah, that was when me and Nuna were probably not going to be friends. Now she bothers me, but... That is such an aggressive thing, Ab. That's so aggressive. Yeah, but you see what's so bad about her? She didn't even tell... She didn't say nothing. She just... I did! Oh, my God. Wow, we're not even going to get into this because... Yeah. Well, I was behind the scene like a puppeteer master. I did... Abs, didn't I? (laughs) I made you apologize. Like, Abs, you should apologize. She's never going to talk to you again. Well, yeah, I didn't know there was was an issue. So once I figured it out... That's actually a question I want to ask before I even greet the audience. How can you not notice such a thing? Are you... Do you think you're an observant person? Like, how could you not notice someone stopped talking to you? No, I, I noticed she stopped talking to me, but I didn't know why. And you just thought, let me not ask. Let me just leave it and that's it. Well, because we weren't but like good friends then, up. so it was like, well, you know, what we we weren't good friends then, so it's like, See, like well, yeah, could what's be anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so just left it. Wow, just like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I love you. I love you now, though. So <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Anyways, hi uh, friends, hi girls and gays, I am Mukundwa, welcome to The World According to Mukundwa, as this will be called when I remember to change the podcast name. Um, Um, Please give us a round of applause, I guess, if you're on the bus or the tube or at home for our guests who've not done anything yet, but who are amazing, and we'll hear from them shortly, which is right now. Which is Abelade and Nunu. <laughs> Did you trademark that that name for your podcast? Can you first greet people? What are you talking about? Okay, well, I'm thinking of you. Uh, hi, hi, Ty. Oh my gosh. And the illustrious latex mommy Nunu. Do you want to say hi? Hey, hoes. Hey, sluts. Hey, girls and gays. Yes. Uh, Nyak is not with us. She is at home living her best life. Me and Abs are in Stellenbosch, i.e. the set of Django Unchained. <sighs> Um, so <laughs> the sunken place, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the things I've seen, Nunu, no black man should have to see. Oh, yes. <laughs> no black person should have to see. Even. What did you see, Abs? I was on my way home from, from the office, and uh-huh. there was literally, you know, like one of those restaurants with like outside seating, and there was yeah. a black man dancing for white people so they'd give him money. Abs was oh. discussed as a gumbu dancer, <laughs> and Abs was really traumatized. By this man who looked like he'd come from the mines, stopping over to dance for these white people, and he said that if he had money, he would have paid him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Abs got bamboozled. So first of all, he's been tipping. He gave a beggar a hundred rand. So let's just pause for effect. He gave a beggar a hundred rand, and then he what? tipped a waiter. He tipped a whole waiter who, do you know how, how hotels have waiters? You don't really tip them because they're already like part of the hotel. And Um, you see them every day for breakfast. You should tip them, but okay. Okay, well, how about this? How about this? (laughs) He tipped on the set, day two or three, he tipped him not 10 rand, not 20, not 50, not 100, but 500 rand. And then the waiter came to me. And complained that it was on card and not cash. And Abs is upset and wants his money back. <laughs> Can you imagine? You you tip someone so handsomely and they say, but. <laughs> He's no. like, yeah, but it was on card. No, I, I understand because when it's on card, I feel like they don't trust that they're going to get the tip. And um, cash is always better for tips. Cash is king, Abs. Yeah, but then if that's real, then they should just say that, no? Like, or at least hint at it, you know? Don't let me do it. Basically, Abs feels like South Africa's trying to kill him. And uh. he doesn't understand how, <laughs> as much as he wants to, like, support his brothers and his comrades here, like, everyone yeah. is playing him and laughing at him. <laughs> I'm taking too this... many L's. Way too many. You're being taken, mm. let me just say this in a South African way, you're being taken for a boost. Um, <laughs> that's actually just what's happened to you the boost has been taken out of you in so many ways probably from the minute you landed I know the minute first of all your company is taking you for a boost because 
the officers base in Stellenbosch. Wow, that is just nah. Stellenbosch is wild. Out. It's just a student city. Like I, I like this place a lot. Except the fact that it's the set of driving Miss Daisy. Well, yes, there's that too. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Well, to segue smoothly after that, um, today I think we should chat about problematic romance um, because. I've just been, so I put a, a question on Instagram and I always do this. I'm like, why do you guys think men, why are men murderers and why are men, why do men ruin everything and questions like that. And I think of things in binary terms when it comes to romance and men and women um, and heterosexual relationships a lot. And while I am very, I can understand my complicitness within specific relationships. I, I'm not very complicit and I'm not very like accountable for how I experience men generally. And I think that's definitely, there isn't an, an objective part where men are terrorists and that's kind of a, just an experience we have um, in this world, but also where I contribute to kind of the men I, I do accept and entertain and yeah, just like our dynamics. So I wanted to talk about problematic romance because I feel like lots of us don't often get a chance um, to really think about the ways we are problematic. We have contributed to the breakdown of a relationship. We have invited ca- certain kinds of experiences into our lives because often when we have breakups or when things break down in romance, when we tell our friends, they kind of big us up and support us and comfort us because I guess the harder thing to do is to be like, no friend, like you were in the wrong. Um, and so saying all that, I wanted to open and ask you both, in what ways have you manipulated partners in the past? And in what ways have you been problematic, like a problematic lover or like a difficult lover? And I can open up if you don't, if you guys don't have examples. Oh, uh, I was going to say that um, for me, it's definitely like if I'm done with a relationship, I'll just start acting trash rather than actually just breaking <laughs> up with them. So, so then oh they'll, so then they'll break up with me and then that makes me feel better because then I didn't have to do it. Really? Absolutely. Wow. wow. And can you, so is it like, is it? Do you know you're doing it in the moment or is it like, are you watching yourself behave like this? Abs- or? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like just okay, subtle so things, like, like subtle like things. Like the trash behavior like, that you like, like subtle things, like if I used to text back after 10 minutes, I'll text back after, you know, six hours. I'll text wow. for, you know. Okay, so you wow. Switch. Yeah, oh, I'll no. switch up. The I'll switch up. games are the worst. I'll switch so. up. And then once uh, they text me back, like, oh, you're acting funny. Did it? I'll be like, oh, no, no. Like, I mean, if that's what you want to yeah. do, then yeah, that's fine. You know? Okay, so you clock out of relationships before you leave them. Yeah. Gaslighting. Basically saying you, you gaslight. My mouth is open, but I also feel like so many women have, a, like, so many of my friends say that they do this too. So I don't know why I'm so sure. <laughs> really wow yeah like who say or or rather there's an idea that women leave a relationship before they leave but i think the dynamic is different where the conversation around that is that often they've told their partners verbally or in other ways that they like would like change or or would like to at least discuss and that just doesn't happen but fuck shit i'm so shook are you i'm not that shook (laughs) i really am you're not that shook so what are you afraid of why don't you want to be forthright i don't think it's a it's a fair thing it's just like um it's easier yeah it's conflict avoidance that it's easier like you don't have to yeah i think it's conflict as well yeah you just don't want to have those there's certain conversations that you just don't want to have yeah so you'd rather just go all the way and waste all that time and stuff like that. <laughs> you'd rather yeah. waste everyone's you, time. You'd rather start now so they'll so they'll get fed up by in, summer. In wow! Like, in like three months, and then that's yeah, and then yeah. So amazing! Wow! Incredible! I have no words. Um, Nuni, do you want to jump jump in? I think I was ready for this conversation. Do you want to jump I in? I mean, <laughs> like, what do you do? Abs, I'm just dead that you like you don't you don't want to avoid conflict, so you just rather waste their time and yours in the process. Like, <laughs> why? And that just own. seems like so and much his, worse. That's his so own drawn time. out. Rather than that, sounds terrible. You ever you you 
<laughs> you ever see those like shows where like let's say like someone has sex and then it'll skip like a couple of hours till like 3 a.m and one person's like cuddling and smiling and then the other person's like lying like face up just with their eyes wide open yeah, like yeah. what the hell about the yeah that's that's definitely oh my me. god yeah wow. i feel like i've been like that, that- person as well wow. though i won't even lie so i'm not even gonna chat but i think going back to what you said mukundo about um the thing or like i guess the the i don't know what you would call it like the idea that women leave a relationship like before they actually leave and i think that's just like a mental and emotional checking out i feel like that's definitely me i know i have done that like as well just to like emotionally check out i remember like two years ago, like wow. at the beginning of the year, like two years ago, when I actually when I had two boyfriends, like I was ready at the beginning of that year to like break up with both of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually finished. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> my Pisces heart could never like I would actually collapse. Lol. <laughs> people, the, the other person was a Pisces. I don't understand. Um, oh my gosh! Did he collapse or they collapse? No, because I didn't break up with him at the beginning of the year. I waited, like, a while. till like, March. And I broke up with him in person. Wow. I feel like that was better. Because it was long distance. So, um, what's the difference between what she just said and what I said? Well, I'm I'm still shocked. Like, my mouth is open. I'm, so, I'm ready to ask a million questions. <laughs> I mean, but I think at that point, like, there were already existing problems in the relationship um, that we just hadn't... Or, like, at least that I hadn't discussed. And I think I had, like some resentment happening as well um and so I was I was definitely like way more checked out of that one and then the second yeah. relationship like I was less checked out but I was still like always on the fence of like should I break up with him should I not break up with him it was always like you know on and off and then I just like let it happen and then I let it go on for like another year so you know I was sipping that dumb bitch juice a year <laughs> A year. You want to talk to me, but you will let it go on for another year. <laughs> no attacking. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. See, once I cut the one relationship loose, I had more energy for the other relationship. So I was like, okay, no, I can maybe do this. You're I a was psychopath. still in love. You're a psychopath. Yeah, I said I was a sociopath You're in the last episode. So I feel like the people <laughs> oh of the God. podcast already know that about me. They it's know. Fine. They know about Neon New. Wow. Yeah. wow. 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 I'm shook. So. Okay, do you think the way, so for both of you, how I've summarized that behavior, let's say you guys were with me, or or Mm -hmm. just how I've summarized that behavior, is a a lack of seriousness, like just clowning around, buffoonery, and some, do you think, like was that energy met basically, like I think when people don't take you seriously, or or when there are relationships of that energy, you also give that back, and that's fine because Loki, they're not expecting more, nor nor do you owe them more because they have not given you much more. Like I could never do that to somebody in a in, in a relationship where I, like I respect them and and that's mutual, and they take me seriously because I take myself seriously. So do you guys think you took yourself seriously in that? You know, like how does that? Happen? I think so. Yeah, I think I- for me, it's mainly. Um, for me, it's mainly like a lot of the times if I find that I like the person more than they like me, or at least I think that, then I'll act out. So I think it's kind of a power dynamic. Yeah. Like if I, if I feel like I like them more than they like me, then yeah, I think that's what makes me act out sometimes as well. Because then it's like, I feel like I'm losing some sort of battle. Oh yeah. And you did say you have an attachment thing. Wow, like an attachment battle. style. You don't like losing people. You feel yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. left in the dust. Yeah, so yeah, I'll definitely act out because if I if I feel that way about the relationship, then yeah, if if I think about the fact that if they break up with me or something like that, then I sort of start plotting, so it kind of happens anyway. Ah, so mm, then, so at I least you control. Yeah, somehow. I don't have to. Yeah, I don't wow. have to be in that suspense of waiting for them to do it. Or, yeah. You know, so I just yeah, I just do it myself. You're already plotting. That's so hectic. Like, I mean, it's so funny because, like, Makuno, you preference this whole thing about saying, like, clownery and being serious. And I feel like plotting is very serious. Like, that's very calculated. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the height of seriousness. It's the opposite of clownery is plotting. 
I mean, this thing is really here calling me a sociopath, but he's saying he's plotting. <laughs> like, you are calculating you both your moves. <laughs> this friendship is the one made in heaven. Um, you two? Mm. No, absolutely. We, we actually do, but that's why we could... We're just wild. Um, I feel like I'm, so, I'm not wow. plotting, but I, I take myself seriously. I feel like people don't take me seriously because I'm like super jokes. Um, oh, really? <laughs> until you pop off and burn everything down and then they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, until I do like, you know, that's so not my brand. I, you know, like, I feel like, you know, yeah, I would be more on, like the abs vibe of like plotting, but then, you know, I won't call it plotting. Yeah. Mine is all about like, you're teachable moments. Yeah, I'm Helen on violent. I'm all about really teachable, mo- teachable moments. Um, I'm, oh, I'll be violent with like so your emotions. I think, I think in the past I've probably like, you know, done a bit to like people's egos and they're like played with their emotions semi on purpose. Okay, okay. But like, I think that's also because I was, I like, I didn't know what I was doing. I feel like. Dating is a lot easier maybe when you're an adult, like an adult adult, as in like 25 and up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you should be dating if you're under the age of 25. I really don't think so. No, you shouldn't be allowed until you're fully grown, until you're not growing anymore. If you're speaking, I cannot I was hear gonna... anything you're saying, Makunda. Don't worry about it. It was actually a throwaway comment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to flip a question on you two. Do you guys feel like everything you do, like relationship wise, um, is calculated or you kind of let things happen sometimes? Because I feel like there's not one thing that I do in a relationship that's not calculated in some form. Oh. Like, can you elaborate? What do you mean? Like even sending a text like, hey, how are you? Every, like every, <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking for, no, obviously there's throwaway stuff like that where it's, yeah, it's genuine. But I mean, you know, the real stuff, like, you know, that's like small talk, like things outside of the small talk, I feel like is always calculated for me. Like I'm looking for a specific, I'm looking to, you know, evoke like a specific emotion in them, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Evoke e- specific emotions. Okay. I kind of get that. Like with saying certain things, like, you know, just sort of like testing the boundaries, not necessarily testing yeah. the boundaries, but I mean, like, I mean, just testing people's reactions. I feel like I don't really do that anymore. I'm too grown. I like. I, I used like... to heavy. You, okay. Oh, spoil the tea. Which babe. I only clocked. <laughs> <laughs> so I only clocked the other day. I really didn't realize that I was manipulating people by, and and by the way, I, mean, I don't know that. Ma- so for me, manipulation is like to do put in an input because you want a specific output, and I think mm-hmm. that of itself isn't the issue i think but i think manipulation does infer a kind of malice or um a lack of upfrontness that is like an issue a bit insidious um and for me so i used to do this thing i i built a lot of my character around being an agony aunt and being a support system to people and i knew that if i listened to people and cared about their problems and like paid them attention they'd like me um, and not the real me, but at least I'd have, like, at least I'd be in my orbit. And so I do that a lot with people I wanted. If I knew, for example, I, I, I just, I felt I couldn't get the guy because I, I assumed that I wasn't, um, like the type that gets the guy, which I always did. I was like, okay, let me just become their best friends or let me be, just become a support system so that I, oh I'm at least God. on their right hand. Yes, me too. I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that chapter in my life is closed closed (laughs) dead and gone (laughs) it's gone and i think so much of that i was talking to an ex um high school girl from rodine a black girl and we were chatting about how it was just so normal for the black girl so what had happened and she reminded me i don't remember this the white mm-hmm. girls would go out with the with every kind of guy. Black guys, white guys, Indian, whatever. Yeah, we see um, you, Maps. We see you. We remember that time <laughs> when you were only dating white girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're really going to chuck me out there. Oh, not you. Instagramming. Oh, the fact that I mm-hmm. fell on text says a lot. Anyway. I'm dead. Um, 
And then the, I know the Indian, I think girl, so everyone would date everyone, but basically the black girls wouldn't get anybody. So (laughs) if you draw, if you, you know, it wasn't in maths when you'd like line up the two things and draw the lines correlating each element and the black girls, there was no line correlating them. (laughs) So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Pythagoras on that ass. So (laughs) she reminded me, she was like, oh yeah, I just, honestly, it really internalized that of like black girls just we weren't desirable and that wasn't our role to play. Like we don't get romance. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me that just became a defense mechanism and a way to pull people in, into my net was um, empathy. And I just weaponized my own natural ability. Um, Yeah. So that's fascinating. So I did definitely use that. And the minute I stopped, the minute I stopped handing out my empathy genuinely, but also in, as in a manipulating way, um, my life's turned around. I'm, you know, I'm bigger, better, better. So yes. it's quite interesting though. Like I never considered that manipulation because it was supposed to be a, a, you know, you consider it a kind thing to do, but it was so important for me to understand that I could be the quote unquote bad person too, um, through like preying on people's need for attention. Oh my God. I, you just I literally know. blew my fucking mind right now. Like, I don't know the I'm other crying, right? Yeah, literally crying. I think I actually still sometimes do this because I know I've done this like very recently in like the last twelve months. But I think for uh. me, I I feel like I do this, um, especially for like people that are unavailable. So I'm like, oh, you Ooh. have a partner. <laughs> Okay. Let's get into it. I'm dead. Nunu's that you know that hot plate in restaurants where you put the food before it's that's what Nunu's doing to these people in relationships. Wild. Yeah, Wild. I mean that's so crazy. I totally never thought about it like that. And I like I knew that that was the behavior that I was doing, but I just didn't know like how or why. And I know I've done it on like different occasions like I've done it with like a hetero couple and I've done it with a queer couple um in like the last like nine months um yeah no no, it's so fucked up shit (laughs) you just like lay down the groundwork slowly (laughs) yeah it's it's so wild and I feel like a part of it is probably from watching like a lot of soapies as a kid like of like days of our lives (laughs) and the bold and the beautiful how you'll just see like someone literally like cozying up to like a married person trying to like inch in and make them cheat on their person with you and I feel like that's some of the shit that I like not like yeah not so overtly have tried to do but I think that was probably my intention even if I didn't want to admit it to myself at the time like I feel like Mm. I I know like I can feel that that was my intention even just thinking back to like you know last year this year like that's what I was doing I was wilding but then for for both of you leading on from that in what ways do you think, um, so this is, I guess, maybe further spelling out what you've all said. In what ways do your insecurities jump out in relationships? Because um, I know, Nuni, you briefly like commented on the last episode. You do feel really secure in like your personhood, but also sometimes when it might come to being intimate, like body stuff might come up or like, you know, different areas of of like discomfort that suddenly are there, like are underlined. Mm-hmm. when you're in the throes of intimacy and vulnerability so what about you abs as well like your attachment style do you think that's an insecurity that jumps out but all the time yeah so <laughs> all that, the time. because of that atta- <laughs> it's always out yeah but because of that me that attachment issue mm. it's like that in the insecurity that comes from that means that i constantly need validation like on a daily basis because i wake up you know, I need to to know that you like me every day. Like, I need that, a constant oh. reminder every single day, unless I'm losing my mind. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all. And obviously, that then fucks up relationships all the time. Wait, question: Can I ask you something? Because you come across, I think you're objective, so you're likable. You're a very likable person, and people gravitate towards you. How much of that is natural versus how much of that have you worked at being likable? Like, do you even know? I think it's more something that I've worked at. Yeah, I don't think it's that natural. Because I think when people really, really get to know me, I'm quite... 
like when people really really get to know me like i'm not as i'm not as bubbly like as bubbly as albert that 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 you'll see me be in public mm. like behind mm-hmm. closed doors and stuff i'm very i'm i'm not mellow. that yeah I'm, I'm very very mellow like i'm very low energy very <laughs> so you've literally hoodwinked all of us now we're here we're here <laughs> basically Too late, baby we've been scammed yeah definitely but i think like that's part and parcel of like just being a person in the world like you do mm. have to at some I mean, I think being likable, you see that it pays off for a lot of people who are naturally <laughs> likable. And so you're like, okay, shit, I actually have to pluck this game and finesse it as well. Like, I know one of my really good friends, she's super likable and literally she makes friends with everyone. Like, I remember once we went out and she made friends with someone like another girl in the club. And they started hanging out after that. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's And you wild. were shook. You're like, I day, was... when the sun breaks, that's when the friendship ends. These Literally. club friendships. I was Literally. so... <laughs> Listen, it's like going to the toilet when you're at the club. Like, you are there in that line. <laughs> you guys are kicking. You might even be taking selfies together. But when you're out of that line, oh, babe. Even if you see someone on the Bye. dance floor, no. you don't know that nigga. You don't know that bitch. No. That actually really upsets me because every time I talk to, like, girls, in the club we'd exchange numbers and I'd text them in the morning and they wouldn't respond <laughs> I'd be like so do you want to get that coffee like even one girl offered to braid my hair you know braiding takes 8 hours I was like yeah. hey are you still cool to braid my hair she's like bitch bye <laughs> She just blocked me. She's like, that was the cocaine talking. That that was just the cocaine talking. <laughs> she, she did not mean any of that. I'm disgusted. Oh my god, that's wild. Oh, I'm sorry. She she offered to braid your hair. That is crazy. Braid. I'm sorry. No, that's that's wild. That's box braids. <laughs> no shame. That cl- oh. that line friendship was very serious. If she offered to braid your hair, like. <laughs> You guys were going mm-hmm. through it. You guys were sharing secrets. You were. Nah, you were she was on that Colombian coke. She was on that pure Colombian. Mm. I'm so disgusted. And you know what's funny for me? I feel like every single insecurity I have and didn't even know I have jumps out when I'm in any kind of intimate setting, which is why, for the most part, I'm abstaining because it's relationships are the biggest high in terms of when it's good you feel so good but the lows are just indescribable indescribable (laughs) and i'm just not willing to feel that low i'm just not willing to go there like who goes there willingly like you know what i mean who goes there intentionally like i'm not about to feel so unworthy um when i know i'm not but like it's clearly just a mirage because love has presented itself and it's definitely i think a feeling a deep-rooted thing of essentially feeling like unworthy but i'm also just not willing to deal with that at the moment so instead of dealing with it let me just take away the the trigger which is romance wow. that's how i cope <laughs> just the whole thing altogether. yeah yeah that's like how i'm dealing with that yeah it's interesting mm. i mean i feel like the, my it's it's not like i don't have any insecurities like i didn't need do but i feel like I've got the personality where I just pretend as if, like, it's not a big deal. Even though, like, inside I'm like, oh, my Jesus. <laughs> um, you know, like, I'm probably going through it in inside my head. But I'm just like, mm, <laughs> that's fine. Um, and even, like, with intimacy as well, like, I'll just sort of, like, yeah, I'll work through that discomfort. And I feel like, to some extent, that actually kind of helps me. Um mm. And so... Is it like faking it till you make it kind of thing? Yeah, I guess so, in a way. But then it's also, it like really, I mean, that discomfort also like really enables me to like question and like um, face those insecurities. Like, I mean, in that moment, it's like very difficult because there's like literally someone like trying to get this pussy. But um, like (laughs) afterwards, it's like you can sort of like reflect on that and just think about like, hmm, like why did that make me feel like that? Like... How do I feel, like, why yeah. is it that I feel like this in relation to, like, this body part or, like, this body part, you know? It's, like, very interesting to sort of, like, do that post-analysis, which I think is very, like, yeah. what I'm about. You are about that. Because I was, I want to ask you as a, like, really brief segue, you know in the video games when you got to the final stage and you have to kill the big bad boss, but first he sends, like, his cronies and you have to, like, kill them first? 
So you shoot mm-hmm. one and then four respawn. And for me, insecurities are like that. Like you deal with hating your tits, okay. but then you've got your stomach and your legs now. Okay. Like to be more calm. Yeah. I feel like so much of why you're here, Nunu, I think you've voiced this before. Like you really enjoy learning and combing through who you are. And like, that's literally why you're here. Um, <laughs> if that's not the case, isn't that exhausting work? Like, it, cause it's never ending and you know that. Yeah, I mean, that's actually such a great analogy. And this is something that I've been thinking about, like, maybe over the last couple of years, especially, like, after I got really sick. And then, like, Mm. then the insecurities were just, wow, on 100. And I'm just like, wow, this is such a scam. Because, like, two years ago, I was, like, so insecure about something that was, like, so insignificant. Like, Mm. um, looking back on it now, it's, like, so insignificant. Whereas, like now the situation or the thing that I'm insecure about is like tenfold and I'm just like wow two years ago I could have just been enjoying my life like you know enjoying my body and now it's just like yeah it's just like a whole different ball game yeah um and so it's like I mean it's it's really wild to think that and I don't even know if there will ever be a time where I can be like fully comfortable in my body um and I, and I just feel like that's part of the scam of society as well and, like, the messaging that we get as well and just this whole thing about feeling the need to be, like, perfect and, mm. you know, look a certain way and have a certain shape and, you know, this and this and this. And I think this is something that um, Bobo and Flix talked about in one of their podcast episodes um, is shout that, out. like, whatever is, yeah, shout out, whatever is, like, the new trend, like, um, in terms of, like, skincare or beauty, like, that is just some white man, like, getting his coins at the end of the day. And that, for, to me, came at, like, the perfect time because I was, like, I'm so sick of eyebrows being a trend, but, like, so much of, like, especially my Instagram ads is, like, glossier eyebrow, <laughs> like, shit that is, like, wow. know, and it's, like, you. every... It's like every day this thing is like showing me eyebrows on fleek. And I'm just like, first of all, a girl has no eyebrows. Like my eyebrows are like barely there. Um, shout out to my dad for those jeans. Um, so I'm just like, why must I even force? Like I can't be bothered. And so now, like after that episode, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to live with my lame ass eyebrows. I'm not going to like get no brow bow you know that whole thing <laughs> i don't even know what it's called but, you know i'm not trying to do any of that i'm You're not, not trying, trying to get to an eyebrow transplant a graft no skin graft. no yeah i'm not trying to do you'll see me there with my jagged eyeliner and my mascara <laughs> and that's what and my highlights and that's what you're gonna get that's that's, what that's my makeup eat. regime that's what you're gonna eat because oh fuck, fuck them kids fuck them kids you know what? Like, you know what was kids. so funny about sex? This is this is the biggest segue of a segue. But as you said that, I remember how much I used to stress over how my vagina looked and what the hair was like, what the lips are like, what what it does, where, where it go, whatever. Before having sex, really? and then realizing that men will eat anything that comes out these doors <laughs> was so liberating. <laughs> just to know I will present you whatever pussy I feel like. And you will eat it like groceries, and that's just the, the tea on that. Lick that yeast <laughs> off their lips. Easy. Bitch, if it needs to be like that, it needs to be like that. Like, who knows? But that yeah, was... Absolutely. I also just feel like, yeah, society will just have to eat what it gets. <laughs> yeah, All to say. Honestly. And it's it's just a scam to, like, tell you that you're not beautiful and that you're you you're not worthy and i mean it's also just like oh if you're not beautiful oh then you're not going to get love then i mean it's, and it's funny because um on bbc i think it's on bbc there was this um show called the undateables oh my Did you guys gosh, ever watch yeah. it i saw an interview and there were two undateables on the couch and they were just people and i was like wait what's undateable <laughs> What's undateable <laughs> i just literally <sighs> like and then the i saw wildest, oh he like, just has crooked yeah. teeth <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like, oh, this person just has like a big head. Oh, this person has Tourette's. Okay. It was like And that's undateable. Bro, bro. Oh, oh, it's like someone lives with their mom. I was Uh, like, I live with my mom too. That's really irresponsible programming. Someone I'm very, very close to. I slept Mm. with someone on that 
one of the people on those shows. <laughs> and it's like the amount of crap he gets. Oh, because he slept really? with someone on that show? Yeah. That's disgusting. I'm, d- I'm sick. I'm actually now I'm sick. I'm going to throw up this Karuna yeah. we just ate. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys don't need to show off like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, interesting. So, Abs, did you have a comment on that, by the way, on anything about insecurities before we... No, no, no. Yeah, I went first. Okay. <laughs> um, where do you guys... I want to ask a question. Where do you guys draw the line um, of, like, settling and compromising? So, for example, I've talked about racism and I think on my story, maybe not on the podcast, about how I date a racist. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I feel like racism... I feel like a a lot of ignorance isn't malicious. I just... Yeah, full stop. So, but there are levels to mm-hmm. the the level of racism. Like, if they do a Heil Hitler, like, in the mornings, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, babe, a bit too much. But if it's like, you know, yeah, if their extra. mom at, at Christmas, something slips where she's like, oh, if she brings up the gollywogs or whatever, like, she, you know, who knows? Like, I... It just, it's, it just it just reminds me of that that chewing gum episode where she dates that white guy. I don't what know if do? you guys never seen it. I haven't seen that episode. Basically, he just gets her like to fetish. So he he has a weird fetish where she just dresses up like some like Zulu warrior, oh. and like he's in bed with her, and it gets to the point where he's just about to call her a nigger, and then that's when she's like, oh no, stop, enough, 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 enough. Oh like my he gosh. was like, yeah, you dirty <laughs> bitch. Yeah, you love that, you fucking... It's just like... Like, Okay, guys, no, no, no. This is a better question. This is what I actually meant to ask you. Is to what extent has being fetishized helped and hurt you? We know the hurting, but the helping. Or or to what extent have you leaned into how people perceive you as like an exotic black or Nigerian or South African goddess with a bold, you know, shaved head or whatever, muscles, who, who knows? To what extent have you leaned into that to survive and also to benefit from like that box? <laughs> I think <laughs> for me, for me, it was mostly just about fitting in. Like I'd mm. rather have taken all that crap rather than say something and then not fit in. This is like, but this is in a setting like a social. Yeah, university. in a so yeah, like university wise, you just rather endure stuff like that because you just want to fit in. Like you know. People, people don't want to be by themselves, especially in, in places like university when there's like so many pressures and all this sort of stuff. You need like good, healthy distractions and a social life is one of those things that mm. you can't really deal. It's hard to go through uni without one. So yeah, I think for me, it was more of a survival thing. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I feel like... I think only in my adult life am I able to, like, more take advantage of, like, being fetishized. Mm. Shout out to the nigga who bought this phone that I'm calling you guys from. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, so I definitely, like, yeah, I've definitely, at least in the context of, like, that situation, I, like, reaped a lot of benefits. I mean, I definitely wanted to be written into someone's will, but I feel like that really had to involve me giving up a lot that I was not willing to give up. Um, But um, I don't know, I guess hurt me. I think then being fetishized, I guess it makes you disposable. Then you're sort of, you're just an experience, right? So there's actually nothing that the other person wants from you other than you being like their black girl experience or their, African girl, you know, experience. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, and sometimes it can be quite hard to clock that if someone's not like saying, like, outright, like, oh, you know, I've never hooked up with a black girl or like, you know, something, you know, that's like, that's when you clock, you're like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You're like, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, and I mean, and sometimes that only happens like when you in the sheets, you, yeah. you've already done what you wanted to do Literally. and you're like, okay, so that was that. Um, 
And so you don't really clock that. But I also fetishize people as well. Like, I'm also trying to get my continental dick. I know. Like, I actually you know, really I feel, know. Yeah. is nodding furiously. <laughs> yeah, I like fetishizing people all the time. Because that's what makes life spicy. I just also feel like, not, not fetishizing, but I don't see... It's hard f- drawing the line between fetishizing and appreciating and being intrigued and interested in someone because they are so so different to you in how they look and in, in, in their culture. Um, it just yeah. depends. Yeah, I just think it's so contextual and subjective. And like, mm-hmm. there's yeah, you can dehumanize someone and that's quite specific. But then I think when you are coming from, perhaps when you are like the darker you are, the more you can fantasize or fetishize someone without removing their humanity because you still for the mere fact that you're probably darker than them you understand let's say brown people have humanity and i just think you're cute because you're from bangladesh (laughs) and i like this your skin and like that's hot to me i like your brown skin shit like that's that i don't know what do you guys think be having the best skin Don't yeah no I have a list I know my Danish no no my my Danish king is where is the furthest I've gone and after that everyone is can have access but he's getting this (laughs) premium Ugandan box (laughs) okay love it I stand I support you (laughs) no no but sorry I cut you off (laughs) you were saying you had you fetishize people as well (laughs) oh yeah. Was I? I mean, I do, but I think, okay, yeah, I think onto your point about, like, the darker you are, I am, like, actually a dark person, which, Loki, you know, I knew I was dark, but it came, like, as kind of a surprise to me until I had to buy, like, Fenty, and then I realized I'm, like, the third from the darkest shade for the foundation. I was like, oh, am I actually oh, that dark? I was, I was like, okay. That's but actually it, it was fine. I was too. just like, I just didn't clock. That's interesting. No, that's a bit shocking. Quite dark, anyway. Um, but I thought I was like maybe like more medium. But I think, mm. but also that's like I think it's difficult to like really assess when you live in an African country because like True. everyone's black, so exactly. you can like you you don't really feel like oh I'm I mean obviously there's like colorism, but I don't think you feel like your darkness and blackness as much and so i only got fenty beauty like in december so that was like after i'd been living in england for a while so i like mm. even forgot like my own darkness i was like oh yeah i am like black black mm. um and so yeah i think maybe i don't fetishize people in the sense of like you know like i you know like my i, I yeah, I, I'm trying not to use examples that will, like, expose my personal life. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to say, like, my my Brazilian Amazonian queen or, you know, my, my, yeah, African king. Let me just go for that one. Or, like, you know, my Native American warrior. You know, I'm not trying to mm. be on those vibes, you know. But I'm definitely, like, very appreciative of, like, you know, different people from different cultures and, you know, different bodies and customs from all across the globe. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I want to have a sample of everything. I want to exactly. try all of them, you know? It's like, it's like, what does that thing taste the rainbow? Who says that? Smarties? Ooh, I don't know. M&M's? No idea. Who is it? I love that. I really agree, like, textures and flavors. And- oh, I, th- I think it might be Starburst. <laughs> Starburst. Thank you. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm, I'm no, I'm rainbow. a fan. And I actually, I also just feel like I definitely don't want any flavors that are similar to me. Like I, I was, the last person I was with was literally my complexion. He actually looked like, my sister kept saying <laughs> looked like twins. And I don't want to do that again. Like what a wasted opportunity. Like why have, a, I, I just think, I really do think variations are just here to be experienced and enjoyed. Just the beauty, like if not just the visual beauty of a difference, mm-hmm. then the text, the textual beauty of like a difference also in like culture and, and perspective. And like that's, but I wonder if the people who like, let's say the white people who are fetishizing us, I don't think that's where they're coming from. I think they're coming from a space where the only black people they see is on EastEnders or on 12 Years <laughs> a Slave. And then they come with that energy. Or Black Panther. Yes. And then when you speak and you speak good English and stuff, they're blown away. Whoa. 
You must be shocked, Alex, because you, you do sound like the king's right-hand man. <laughs> so they must be shook. They must be like, oh, oh shit. Nah. Yeah, abs. Have grow. South Africans been wilding at your accent now? Shout out. Oh, look, look. I'm doing... The honey. I'm doing doubt. I'm going to... These next couple of nights, I'm doing damage. Let's just say, I'm <laughs> in a hotel... Wow. Let's just say, me and Makunda are in a hotel room. I've booked an extra one, yes. just in case. Yes, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> wow. I know. Wow. I'm actually... And do you like using protection? Whoa, 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 whoa. Too much? We're not, we're not, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Chill. Chill, chill. Go to an ad break. Oh, Um, but no, one thing I want to say is shout out to Ushba for coining the term halal babe. (laughs) Because when you were talking about all of this, I was thinking about my halal babe that I had when I was in Brighton. Yes. I was was watching so much halal porn when I was getting with this girl. (laughs) I, I was on one. That that I'm was the sorry, height. What? You're watching halal porn. That was the height Please, of my. That was the height of my fetishizing by far. Like can we just I was pause lost for a minute and. What is halal porn? Please, just for the what listeners and for me, because I actually <laughs> don't know. I think halal porn is when I'm women are, have where the heads go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so. It's that's basically what I'm calling. what's her name? There's the, the only the one actress who will do that Canadian Mia woman. Khalifa. Mia, yeah, my shout girl, out, Mia. Shout out. You she's know the they'll only... stone her if they find her. Yeah, yeah. She can't go back. <laughs> Serious. Yeah, no, no, no. It's late. It's late for her. Mia kills me. She's like, yeah, I'll do. she must. Ask for a premium too, hey? Like coins. I mean, she's taking a lot of risk. Yeah, you're wild. Um, okay, well, to just move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess to no, wait, close can Just yeah. pause quickly. Wait, hold on. Just pause. So, Abs, you were dating, you were fucking a girl that wore a hijab. Or what was, like, what was your... No, was I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping with her. We were just getting with each other. He was confusing her. <laughs> That's what you were doing, Abs. You were confusing her. Wow, you were making her question her religion, eh? <laughs> and you know Ramadan is just now. Ramadan is next week. Do you make her... She was going to risk it do all. Do you remember how bad she was? Do, do you do you, do you remember she, this time? I remember time? she had she wore those tight... Hey, what, what, what she was <laughs> bad, bro. She was bad. She's a cutie. She is beautiful. She's beautiful. But like, so don't you think, okay, when with that relationship, so you used to be of the mind that like, if for example, a girl is always like, well, what are we? What are we? And you know, you've communicated once that it's just sex. You were of the mind of, it's not my business to like damage control your side of things. I'll keep sleeping with you, even though you have it twisted because I told you once. Do you still think that, do you think that's ethical? I mean, as I've gotten older, it's like I'm more aware of the kind of energy that I'm around. So if I'm sleeping with someone and I know that they hope that it's more, then it's sort of harder for me to stay around because I I sense that energy and I can't really ignore it the way I used to. Hmm. So these days I'd say like, nah, I can't, I wouldn't really, I don't really do that sort of thing anymore because... I don't want to expose myself. Like life's getting too stressful at these ages that, you know, the things outside, you know, <laughs> you're just Ew. focusing on, yeah, you're just focusing on making your life as peaceful as possible. So yeah, stuff, so stuff true. like that is just not as necessary. No, abs has definitely grown. I don't know what relationship or like dating drama I had. And then he messaged me, this is like last week or something. And he was like, <laughs> As long as it's healthy. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Different nigga. Hey, therapy works, guys. Boy. That's Fibonacci growth. One, one, four, seven, whatever. Like, I'm gross. <laughs> so, to close off, I want to know from both of you, what's one or a few reasons you would date you and a few reasons you wouldn't date you? Ooh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, I'll start with me. Yeah, I've okay. never thought about this before. Okay, I've never go, thought go. about this either. So, reasons I wouldn't date me are the same reasons I would date me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm really extreme. I go from zero to 100. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I am maybe not emotionally disciplined. I think my emotions are really just the way I, my, that's the foot I put forward. Um and that's why I would date me, but that's also why I wouldn't. If you're not as, like, intense as I am, I can see why that might be uncomfortable. Why I wouldn't date me is I think my insecurities, I wouldn't ever... I don't know. I think I'd be mindful of dating someone with as much 
baggage that suddenly jumps out, not even in friendship, but just so suddenly in like romantic relationships. So I'd stay away from me. And I think the minute I, the minute I, um, asked a person to like be different or to compromise, I think they should also just leave because I've clearly picked the wrong person in them too. So that's mm-hmm. why I wouldn't, wouldn't date me. Yeah. Who's next? Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Um, why I wouldn't. Okay. Well, I'm a new bitch. So let me not give the old reasons why I wouldn't date me. Okay. Which would probably be that it takes me a while to open up. Um, mm-hmm. And by a while, I mean like, 10 to 15 business years. Wow. Um, wow. So no, new, new. Tell the audience. <laughs> tell the audience. How many times had we met up before you brought those card games to my house? <laughs> okay, relax, abs. Relax. relax I'm done, relax. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I mean, but I'm a new bitch. The, we've been hanging out so much this year and I'm slowly opening up abs. You must actually give me credit. Um, I'm dead. That Gemini, and I feel like that's that silence is deafening. I hear it. I feel like yeah, both of you like have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely different. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think I'm definitely a lot more transparent. No. Yeah, now than I Only used to be. Only people ask. I feel like you won't say if someone doesn't ask. So yeah. if I'm like abs. Are you happy with our friendship? We're like, oh no, these are all the reasons. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> did you want to say something? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> hilarious um okay so why i wouldn't date me um i think i get stuck in a bubble and so sometimes like i forget other people's realities and i think the things that i can say sometimes are wild and probably like semi-offensive um (laughs) really sorry if you've been offended by me in the past it was not intentional and i've been thinking about it every day since then um Also, I think one of my, like, insecurities, which I feel like is definitely, like, false, but it is one nonetheless, I think that people tend to perceive me, and this is just my own thing, people tend to perceive me, I think, as having more depth than I actually feel that I have, Mm -hmm. even though I think that's probably false, like, from the feedback that I've gotten from people, it is still, like, something that... I feel like, oh, when someone gets to know me, they'll be like, oh, bitch, really? You're so shallow. Like, there's actually nothing really there. Like, so I don't feel... Mm. Um, so that's, I feel like, one of my insecurities. And that's maybe why it takes me a while um, to open up. And that's been very difficult for me. Mm. Um, why I would date me, I'm really funny. I am lis- listened to the last podcast episode because I was cracking up at myself i'm so funny um it's just good advice for everyone um i'm really funny i think i'm kind and i'm really empathetic uh and sometimes you know i'm just a little bit crazy you know i just like have that just have that thing you know if you're a south african and you're listening you know i have that thing and i'm doing the hand gesture you know with it you know (laughs) That thing, that I thing. Can't deal. I just have it. Uh, yeah, I'm just that bitch. That bitch. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and abs, you've written notes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to. I had to because I was <laughs> wow I was, notes. I had to. I had to because I was like, I've never thought about di- it. Is it a Venn a spider diagram? I don't know. A vertical know. spider. What's yeah, a spider? Um, I'd say the reasons like I would date me. Um, I think. I let, I always let other people like be completely themselves. So like, I don't feel like I'm someone who's quite controlling or anything like that. Like when, when I'm around people, I let them do them like completely, which I think from what I've perceived in terms of relationships and relationships that I see, I can see, I don't know if, I wouldn't say it's rare, but I don't see it that often. Like when I see other relationships and stuff, you know, like when you're just sitting at lunch with a couple of people and two of them are, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, in a relationship and there's just certain ways they talk to each other or, or one person speaks to the other person. And you're just like, that's very not unnecessary. Like the way they speak to each other sometimes is just really unnecessary. So 
I'd say, yeah, the reason I date me is because, yeah, I, I think I let people be themselves completely. That's um, beautiful. Um, but the reason I wouldn't date me is <laughs> I, I lack consistency. I think that's, that's, that's what I'm really working on this year. Like, I'm very inconsistent in like some, some weeks I could be the best person to date, you know, best thing ever. The next couple of weeks I could just be, you know, cold, like, I can switch off to, you know, I can switch off mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah, I switch off overnight. And so because of that inconsistency, that drives people mad. Because, yeah, you never really know what to expect from me. It's like on a daily basis, things can really change very, very quickly. So that's that's why I wouldn't date me. Mm. Why do you think you have that inconsistency? Like, what is that? Because I think I've had that in the past, but I think that was just like me also yeah just wilding as well yeah i I think like if i feel like a mess mentally or like in my head if i'm in my head too long then i can ruin my reality completely like if i spend too much time in my own head then yeah i i can get to conclusions that aren't real and i'll believe them as the truth and then i'll just run with that and yeah that can really yeah that 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 can be really damaging to the people around me Wow, self-reflection, love mm. it. Beautiful. That's a really good question. I think I'll start asking that on date one. Well, do not ask. What, <laughs> what is what no? Is because pe- people are just going to lie. Would, reasons, reasons to date. Yeah, reasons. Why would you date you? Why wouldn't you? Because I remember, like, I think I asked one of the people I was on a date with, "Would you be your own friend?" And they just got so upset and so <laughs> And I was like, "This is a good segue to get the bill. Like, if you wouldn't be your own friend." You can leave me out yeah, of that. Yeah, but I feel like people would just lie. Like, especially on the first date, they'll just lie. I don't think people have Would to you guys be your own friend? Bitch! Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> but I couldn't be the same me. When I meet my doppelganger, or like when I meet people who are exactly like me, like very, I don't know, like a bit loud, strong opinioned, um, really quick thinkers, like people who want to kind of lead, we clash. So I couldn't be me today. But I like my personality loads. I do. It's weird. Like, I'd say when I meet people that are like me, we're never close friends, but there's a lot of respect. We're never close friends. Like, but there's there's always respect there. But yeah, we'll never be friends. Like, we'll never be close friends. Interesting. What about okay. you? What about you, Nunu? How do you feel when you meet your, your double, Nunu? Like, when you meet people who are your carbon copy? Is it disgusting or nice? I don't know if I have. That's the thing. I like. I think my sense of self is like almost like too inflated to the point where I'm like, I know there's no one else on this earth like me. So oh god bless. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> so Love I don't. It. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's like me. Like me. That being said, the day that I was born. Um, which is the 2nd of June. It's really fast approaching. If anyone wants to buy me anything latex, I am very grateful and happy in advance. Um, I mean, you know all our friends are going to listen to this, so, you know, I'm just saving the message. I know, it's literally just the Rodine guy. (laughs) It's literally just for my friends. Um, The thing is, I know so many people born on the same day as me. Like, I lived with one. One is, like, a very close family friend. One is my mom's friend. Like, I was in the same grade as one. Like, I went to school, like, primary school with another one. And one is my godbrother. So that's, like, already more than five people that I know born on the same day as me. And we are all so different. But I know that we have, like, similar traits of each other in, like, in a way that, like, I feel like bonds us. But we're so different that I know that, like, a carbon copy, at least, you know, I think, especially, like, in this area of, like, um, astrology and, like, how, like, everyone is just making life decisions based on that. Like, no no shade or anything. Um, <laughs> no, really, no shade. Like, it's true. I said, why are you, why are you laughing? <laughs> I actually I'm mean no shade. <laughs> I really do mean no shade um oh my god that i don't even think yeah carbon copies of us exist like i think there's definitely alternate versions of us in alternate realities but i don't think like a carbon copy of me 
like me being this bitch? Impossible. No. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Not possible. I love that. Good. I'm so happy for you. That makes one of us bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I think I want to. I want to um, discuss that more. Probably in another episode. I want to pick up on that concept. I quite like that. Um, and I think we'll talk about astrology as like a coping mechanism as well. And like, just as another religion, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, the religion for millennials. I know. So let's close off just pretty bluntly. So that's all guys. (laughs) Um, bye. Yeah, literally. (laughs) I'm going to. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm going to link the socials of Nunu and Abelade in the description box. Please do send in any comments, questions for any of them directly on their Twitters and Instagrams, or you can pass them through me if you can't, for some reason, bring yourself to speak to them. Um, please leave comments and subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Leave comments. and I see, I see the stats of who's listening, and I look at... The, how they don't translate. What's the ratio right now? It's bad. <laughs> so you guys need to actually put a, a, a mark on our pages and comment, especially on iTunes. Uh, but thank you for listening. And we will be back, I'm sure, very soon with more. Let us know what else you want us to talk about. And thank you, Abs. And thank you, Nunu. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. I know that none of you followed me from the last episode. So <laughs> wow. Did dead in the eye i don't have any new followers not that i really need y'all bitches because exactly. i really have like the loyal stands who are already on this podcast like you know it's like those three followers that <laughs> here they are bitch here they are yeah um, uh, if, if you're gonna comment on anything dm me don't at me with something wild please because i'll say something wild back i'll reply with something equally wild please at him because why are we getting defensive guys? <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you. Bye.